The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. I'm Craig Mitch along with Davis Maddock. It's a Monday, our final one in September as we get ready to close out the month, of course, of the first month of NFL football and fantasy football as well, Davis. Hope you had a good weekend. Great to uh, be back with you here on the show. You know, I've had I've had some better fantasy football weekends. The Chiefs lose. Uh, I mean, probably the absolute worst performance I've ever seen from Andy Reid and uh, and his coaches. I mean, I, I truly give them an F minus. I, I hope that there are some frank discussions being had there. Left Devonta Smith on a bench in a, a high stakes mm. league. So that smarts did not play Mac Hollins in DFS. So I've had, I've had better weekends in fantasy football, but uh, you know, excited to get back on the horse this morning. Yeah. I uh, had Khalil Herbert sitting on a bench. I had uh, Williams on the lions. I don't know how, how many weeks we're going to be talking about this sitting on the bench. And I only lost by about 10 points. That definitely would have been part of it. Although somebody you do know, Davis did tell you about the Colts before we uh, left last week. I don't know. Just saying somebody may have mentioned that, but regardless of that, here are our top stories at our headlines here on the show. Of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, boy, they are smarting. Delay of game penalty hurts the Bucks. As they try and tie the game, Tom Brady, boy, breaking things. I don't know. I think Davis is right. Why in the world did this guy come back for this? I'm not really sure. The uh, uh, NFLPA is going to review if concussion protocols were met after Tua returns to the game. I do want to get into that one with Davis here. Mac Jones suffers an ankle injury on the final play. The loss of the Ravens. New England actually scored a lot of points this past weekend, but now they're just huge underdogs going into this week, and they're in trouble. And then, uh, as I reported yesterday, Don Mattingly is not returning to – the Marlins to manage next season. Miami is going to now currently search for a new manager. And uh, I'm sure I'll have some updates on that as we go. doesn't really factor into the fantasy, but certainly Davis and I will talk postseason baseball, uh, which is about to get underway. Less than 10 games left in the Major League Baseball season. All right, but getting back to fantasy football, naturally here, Davis, in my part of town, everyone is buzzing about the Miami Dolphins. Another win. They're 3-0. and on the season and Buffalo just like completely outplayed them from start to finish in fantasy. You got another huge Josh Allen performance, but the Dolphins are the talk of the NFL right now. They're three and oh. They are three and oh, though um, you know, this does look like one of those performances where uh if they if they play this game ten times, I probably have Buffalo winning this game seven times. The Dolphins ran thirty nine plays on offense. The Buffalo Bills did not punt in the second half, yet turned that into only 
three points. Um, you know, just like I know, I know it's like uh, it's a, it's a, it's a win or lose league, and the results are kind of all that matters. But I will definitely be factoring some of this stuff into wagering going forward. I I, I was very impressed with the Miami Dolphins in their game against the Baltimore Ravens. I, I came away less impressed with that game against the Bills, and honestly, um, did 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 not feel very encouraged by the Bills coaching staff. Right. Uh, the, the Chargers coaching staff, the Bills coaching staff, and the Chiefs coaching staffs yesterday, I think all of them are going to have to um, do some mirror looking this morning as they are going through the film because the, all of those teams left a lot of points out on the field, I think. You know, it was interesting yesterday with the word on Don Mattingly. So, you know, I head down to, you know, uh, Lone Depot Park to the Marlins. And the first time I've ever been to a Major League Baseball game, and because I was going to do the, you know, the post game, where uh, Davis, I sat in the dining room for the entire Marlins game, didn't watch the Marlins game, and they allowed me to put the TVs on the football games. So here I have my phone, I'm watching the games, and everyone keeps coming out. They're like, wait, you're not even here? Well, I'm like, ah, today's football day. I'm not going to miss this to watch the game. And so everyone naturally was watching the Dolphins and Ravens game. Uh, you know, I, you know I, I know what you're saying about the Chiefs. Yeah, there were some situations there. I mean, constantly fourth down, not getting that fourth and one at the goal line. Like constantly they ran a fake field, field goal. Your quarterback yeah, is Patrick what... Mahomes, and you run a fake yeah, field goal. Know. Like, you can't, you can't do this. Yeah, it's yeah, impossible. I, I don't know what was going on there, but I never got the sense that the Chiefs were going to win or cover that game. I don't know. I, it always felt like Indianapolis was just hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. And uh, and a bad spot for the Chiefs. They're going to bounce back. I have nothing to worry about with them. But the Chargers, definitely something to worry about. And can we just, for this last minute, talk, Davis, about the Jaguars? Now, everyone is going to be riding high on them. And I listen, I love them. I think they have a chance to make the playoffs this year. But you, I mean, the difference in coaching, my goodness, from Peterson to Urban Meyer. I mean, Lawrence looks like a different guy. We said this. We said this all offseason. I said this is a great spot to bet on Urban Meyer being the worst coach in the history of the National Football League. The team looks entirely incompetent. They don't add, you know, this is not a team that added A.J. Brown. This is not a team that no. traded for, for Hollywood. I mean, Christian Kirk is a good player, right? No, absolutely no shade intended for Christian Kirk. Zay Jones, fine player. But this is not uh, this is not a dream team, right? This is not a team that spent every last dollar they could it was. It really does to me look like Urban Meyer is the worst coach in North American professional sports of the last ten years or so. Because Doug Peterson, by the way, good coach, not a you know not not one of the all time greats, right? It's just having an adult in charge of this team. They they look brand new. And and Trevor Lawrence, the touchdown to Zay Jones yesterday, mm-hmm. laser. I mean, just an gotta gotta tip my hat to uh, to Trevor Lawrence, who looks phenomenal thus far. Yeah, and, and tip your cap to Trevor Lawrence last year, who went bananas when they kept sitting James Robinson. And look at James Robinson at the start of this year, too. He was on to that as well. So good start for the Jaguars, no doubt. All right, coming up next, our fantasy standouts. Also, Andrew Erickson is going to be with us as we preview Monday Night Football. Oof, Dallas and the New York Giants. All right. Uh, can't be any worse than tonight's game, I don't think, hopefully. So we'll have that for you. Don't go away. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. NFL Network is reporting that running back DeAndre Swift is going to miss time with the Detroit Lions. So there's some huge fantasy ramifications from that. Davis and I will get to that when we talk running backs coming up because it certainly will affect one of our standouts. But uh, Davis, let's first touch on the quarterback situation and the fantasy stars from yesterday leading the way once again was Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens, who is putting together an MVP campaign through three weeks. He has five touchdowns, but not far behind him is Jalen Hurts for the 3-0 and Eagles. Incredible. 340 passing yards, three touchdowns. He looks fantastic. Josh Allen threw 87 passes yesterday. No, not that many, but close to it. 400 passing yards, 47 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence was also great as he had three touchdowns, and it looks like Cincinnati, at least temporarily, has fixed some of their issues. They got a quick turnaround this week. They played Thursday night against Miami, by the way. Uh, Joe Burrow, three touchdowns, Davis, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, pretty much the fantasy football season is if you drafted these back-end quarterback ones, if you drafted Joe Burrow, if you drafted Tom Brady, if you drafted Dak Prescott, I mean, you're just already kind of feeling like your season is over um, at this point because the the talent there – on the waiver wire, this is something we talked about in the offseason. This is not uh, the late-round quarterback. You just are really not getting away streaming guys and figuring it out because Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen and, you know, these guys, I mean, they're just – I mean, Lamar's like averaging like 39 fantasy points per game. You are not catching up to that. You Like, look at some of the guys who were taken in the fifth round around Lamar Jackson. You know, you're taking Allen Robinson or Adam Thielen instead of just taking – Lamar Jackson like you are you are absolutely hating it and I'm just you know sort of creating this mental note for myself next season you know when we when we start drafting all these teams and talking about uh, the quarterback position it's like I'm not I'm not going into next year with with Joe Burrow right I just because you are just you're giving up so many points I mean Lamar 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 leads the NFL in passing touchdowns right if I told you Lamar Jackson led the NFL in passing touchdowns you're like this guy is breaking fantasy football and he is. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and I'm going to lose with him this week because of the rest of my team going bad. Um, but listen, but let, let's be fair, though. Not a 100% success rate on that. I mean, Davis, Kyler Murray, who was taken in that range, too, 
And you know me, I'm Mr. Buy Low on the betting. I'm Mr. Buy Low. So usually a situation like this, I would take the Cardinals moving forward. I don't know, man. I'm a little concerned with the Cardinals, and I'm not sure what Murray is. I mean, maybe it's not his fault. I don't know. But that was an awful performance yesterday. It was absolutely awful. I mean, Cliff is not a good coach. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think pretty clearly this Arizona Cardinals offense, like A.J. Green leaves this game with a knee injury. Greg Dortch coming off the practice squad has to earn 10 targets in that game. Andy Isabella is out there for 32 snaps, a guy they signed off the practice squad last week. Andre Bacalia plays 26 snaps, earns four targets. I mean, they just they just stink, right? They, it's like it's like Cliff is bad. Kyler isn't playing to his potential. They need Hopkins back. I actually think the addition, like, imagine how bad they would look right now if, uh, you know, if, if they didn't do this trade for Hollywood Brown. Like, like they lose Christian mm-hmm. Kirk and they don't replace him, and Rondale Moore gets hurt, and DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. Like, what would these guys be doing? They would they would somehow look even worse. And I guess the, the interesting thing is for fantasy is, you know, Marquise Brown and, and Greg Dorch, I mean, they were both great starts. You know, they both earned double-digit targets. It felt like every single play they were throwing to Hollywood Brown. Feels like Edmonds was a big loss there, having somebody to throw out of the backfield. Connor's good, but not not doesn't do the same things that, that Edmonds did and uh, looks good at Miami for sure. All right, let's go to the running backs here. Khalil Herbert is leading the way, hundred and. 57 rushing yards and two touchdowns. We'll get to him. Uh, Derrick Henry had a nice game yesterday. So did Jamal Williams, who now, Davis, I would assume, becomes an RB1 moving forward. Devin Singletary, tons of targets for Buffalo yesterday. And Corderell Patterson just can't be stopped. Another 141 rushing yards for him and one touchdown. But uh, the two big stories, I guess, today, Davis, are going to be, number one, DeAndre Swift missing time, which means it's Jamal Williams' time. No doubt it's already been Jamal Williams' time. And so, uh, you know, as somebody who handcuffed uh, Swift with Williams, this is, you know, I, I hate to say anybody injured, but this is like kind of good news. And then I have the same situation with Chicago. I mean, David Montgomery, okay, have a great couple weeks off. I mean, Khalil Herbert's got to be the guy in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, Khalil Herbert, I guess if you are playing in any kind of shallower format, 10-team leagues, 12-team leagues with only, you know, 16-man benches or whatever, Herbert would be the top ad of the week. Derrick Henry, sort of interesting in the sense that uh, five receptions matches his career high. If I mean, if if, if you can eat, if you can add four receptions a game to Derrick Henry, I mean, I I don't think he will ever get that much. But that is a huge switch for him. Devin Singletary, also same thing. I mean, we know these Bills running backs have been so unusable for fantasy football when Josh Allen has been the quarterback because they don't get any goal line work. You know, the Bills are throwing at the goal line, or Josh Allen is running at the goal line. But again, if you can pencil in five, six targets a week for Singletary, and that the big thing for him is that James Cook, the second-round pick out of uh, of Georgia, just has not played. He played ten snaps in a game. He played ten snaps in a game that the Bills ran ninety-one offensive plays. So uh, I don't, I don't foresee him, uh, you know, coming on anytime soon. And then Cordell Patterson, thirty-one years old, ageless wonder, you know, just doesn't matter. Guy just gets it done. Feels like every single week, you know, they're not really giving the ball much to Tyler Algier yet with Damian Williams on the IR. And uh, yeah, I mean, Patterson, one, one, it looks like one of the biggest uh, double digit round values this year in fantasy football thus far. Yeah, playing well again. All right, over to receiver. Davis mentioned Devontae uh, Smith. He had a really good game yesterday. Eight receptions for 169 yards and a touchdown. The shock of the day, at least for me, was this guy, Mac Hollins. 
who had eight receptions, 158 yards, and a touchdown. So we'll have to expand there. Uh, Marquise Brown, 14 for 140. Zay Jones played great for Jacksonville. And, and by the way, so did Christian Kirk. Both were great. And then Russell Gage, 12 receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown. I did not even think he looked particularly great doing it, but a monster fantasy day for him yesterday. Yeah, I would uh, I would have trouble thinking that uh, I, I'm going to start Russell Gage in any of my leagues. I mean, I, I was watching that entire Green Bay-Tampa Bay game because it was the national TV game, and I had some of the Packers guys in my daily fantasy lineups. And um, the Buccaneers look awful. I mean, Brady is is just complaining. He's throwing his helmet. He's yelling at these teammates. There was a couple times where uh, he got mad. He got mad at Gage because Gage ran the wrong route and he wasn't where he was supposed to be. But, uh, I mean, they just had no choice. What are you going to do? You're going to bench Russell Gage? It's like, you, what, are you going to play Jalen Darden instead? There's just nothing they could do. Yeah. They desperately need Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the field. It is it is a tough scene for Tampa Bay. Yeah, Evans will be back this week. All right, let's uh, oh, but, uh, let's quickly do tight end, and then I want to go back to Hollins for a minute. Uh, Andrews, eight for 89, two touchdowns, and Joku, another good week for him. Uh, that was earlier this week, of course. Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown, a two-point conversion, also dropped a key pass. Tyler Conklin's actually got a lot of run thus far. I have him in a dynasty league, eight for 84, and then James Wood scored twice for Tennessee. So, you know, more more of the same, you know, quiet for Kittle, quiet for Waller. I mean, tight end's just impossible to predict. I mean, it is. Really, I mean, it's like... You drafted Mark Andrews. If you drafted Travis Kelsey, like you're feeling good. Um, you know, Tyler Conklin playing pretty much every single snap for the Jets. Tyler Higby playing all these snaps for the Rams. Like Gerald Everett turned in another six targets yesterday. But what a horrible position for fantasy football. Yeah, rough. So what do you make of Matt Collins? What do you make of this? Uh, I mean, this was like Derek Carr's best favorite target. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Ahead of Adams and ahead of Waller? He's uh he's a career special teamer, been in the NFL since 2017, never had more than 72 yards in a game, never had more than five receptions in a game. I, I'm probably going to be letting my league mates bid on Matt Collins, and if I if I lose, I lose. You know, that that's a guy I'm fine beating me. Wow, yeah, a monster game for him, unexpected. All right, Andrew Erickson joins us next. We'll take a look at Monday Night Football, also go back to the weekend and talk about some of the things that we saw. So, Stay on the grid for that. Plenty more to come right here on Fantasy Sports Today. We also have some fantasy or reality for you, so stay on the grid. We're back in just a couple of minutes here on this Monday. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. We've got Monday Night Football upcoming, and naturally we want to preview that. We bring in Andrew Erickson from Fantasy Pros. He, along with Davis and I, will go through tonight's slate over on FanDuel and also review some of the things that we saw in Week 3 of the NFL. Andrew, thanks again for coming on the show. Good to see you. Yeah, great to be here, guys. All right, so let's get into the slate tonight and go through some of the pricing. And here it is over on FanDuel. We have Saquon Barkley priced at 17700 followed by CeeDee Lamb a little bit over 15000 We have Cooper Rush at 14400 Daniel Jones at fourteen one, Ezekiel Elliott 12500 and Tony Pollard at 12300 tonight. So, Andrew, I'll start with you, and then let's go over to Davis. Uh, who do you like tonight in terms of the slate, and who are you playing? It's amazing how we've already priced up Cooper Rush over Daniel Jones, but I think that's really like the case with these two quarterbacks here. Daniel Jones has not a lot of upside. They're not letting him really throw the ball down the field. You look at his air yards, he ranks 30th in the NFL in terms of passing air yards. So, yeah, you're seeing some of these Giants receivers pop in terms of target share, air yard share, but it's because the number is so low in this offense. So, for me... I think that Cooper Rush is probably the quarterback that I prefer if I'm going to go with either of these, you know, bad quarterback plays and really just focus the Giants offense on Saquon Barkley. Like he is like literally the offense there and not try to get cute with Sterling Shepard or Richie James, like maybe as a just a, a way to save salary, just grabbing one of these Giants wide receivers or pass catchers, but they don't have any upside. So for me, it's really just get Barkley, focus on the Dallas side, Dallas defense. Yes, please. Yeah, I uh, I am gonna get I am gonna get cute a little bit because Wondale Robinson is not gonna play in this game. Kadarius Tony is listed as doubtful with a hamstring injury. Not uh, not really sure what's going on with uh, Kadarius Tony and this Giants coaching staff. But Richie James is really the only slot wide receiver left on the roster. They are uh, they are they have been playing this fellow by the name of David Sills. You might remember him as the uh, the thirteen year old who committed to USC as a quarterback, then turned into a wide receiver, played at West Virginia, um, just like a, like a total empty calories wide receiver. Not, not sure how he is on the field right now, but they clearly do not want to throw the ball to Kenny Galladay. Uh, so Richie James, uh, I think for his price, pretty solid play. I, I really like the idea of using Michael Gallup in his return to the Cowboys lineup. He's totally going to be on a pitch count. Would not expect him to be out there run blocking at all. They're going to play Dennis Houston and Noah Brown in those roles. But when Gallup is out there, it's going to be, you know, third downs, obvious passing situations. And uh, do think he will probably come in under-owned tonight in these uh, in these single-game slates because, the you know, the optimizers are not going to be projecting big numbers for him. All right, fair enough. So that's our look at Monday Night Football. Now, Andrew, let's go back and take a look at yesterday. And naturally, there were... Some surprise performances uh, in particular, especially from uh, Jelani Woods. And uh, curious your thoughts on him this season. Uh, in week three, two receptions, 13 yards. 
two touchdowns on three targets. We're always looking for that edge at that position. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, seeing the highlights of Jelani Woods, I'm like, oh, that's that's Moelle Cox, right? It's like, no, no, that's the other big athletic tight end that they have on the Indianapolis roster. I mean, this is the classic case of, you know, O.J. Howard in week one, where the guy comes in in the red zone, catches two touchdowns, but he's still buried on the depth chart. 23% snap share, which is behind Kylan Grayson and behind Moelle Cox. So for you to confidently put a giant waiver bid in for Jelani Woods, who came out of college as this super raw prospect, I just don't think he's going to get the playing time. I don't think this is sustainable. Anyone that picked up OJ Howard, they dropped him the next week because he was buried in a three-way committee on an offense that really is not that great. So I'm going to let someone else go up to Jelani Woods. I get that there's athletic upside with him in a dynasty format. You're, you're excited that he's already you know making splash plays, but I just don't see the appeal here. Yeah, I, uh, I I have to agree here. He played on only 11 snaps, did catch the two touchdowns on the uh, on the 11 snaps that he did play. I mean, again, it was like the the Colts. The Colts were not good yesterday, right? I mean, they averaged 4.3 yards per dropback. That is awful. I mean, that is that is Nathan Peterman esque. And I don't I don't really foresee the Colts offense getting uh, all that much better because Matt Ryan, uh, you know, God, God bless his soul, the Colts just keep doing this. You know, Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, they're going to find another guy probably to do this next year. I, I, I mean, I would, uh, I would, I would maybe even add one of these, you know, Seahawks tight ends, Will Disley or something instead of Woods, because I just don't see a path to him getting on the field. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you're right, though. Davis Ryan, a couple of fumbles there, sort of fortunate in that game yesterday. Hey, before we go forward, uh, you know, Andrew, we got some breaking news here on the show about 15 minutes ago that it looks like NFL Network's reporting DeAndre Swift is going to miss some time. And, and rather than doing anything else, I probably should ask you your opinion on uh, what that means for Jamal Williams going forward. And and kind of at this point with DeAndre Swift, it's been one thing or the other the last few years. And it was basically a first-round pick, second-round pick in fantasy football. Yeah, no, that's definitely big news. We knew that DeAndre Swift was dealing with some injury. He'd be on the, he had the questionable tag the last two weeks. Didn't really seem to affect him the first week. And then this week, we obviously saw his snaps under 50%. So, I mean, Jamal Williams, he has the goal line role, which he's had with Swift. So you're getting touchdown upside from him, which makes up for his lack of explosiveness and lack of ability that Swift offers as a dynamic receiver in open space. Jamal Williams just doesn't do that. Like he is much more of a jag, but on an offense, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, like he's going to be productive and efficient and he may not offer these splash plays, but as the Lions offense keeps on producing, like he's going to keep scoring touchdowns. So yeah, Jamal Williams, if he's available, I mean, he's mostly rostered because he's been scoring, I think is kind of the case here, but Craig Reynolds, like Craig Reynolds, I think actually might offer from an explosion standpoint, a little bit of juice that Jamal Williams might not necessarily add. So Craig Reynolds would definitely be an under the radar pickup that I would try to make. I definitely, I, well, well, I was just going to say, I agree. I mean, obviously in shallower leagues, Jamal Williams is going to get added a lot this week, but Craig Reynolds has kind of been in there in an annoying way anyways already. And uh, I mean, I do think Dan Campbell is probably one of these coaches who just wants to play multiple guys. Like I, I, I do not foresee a scenario where Jamal Williams is playing 80% of the snaps in the Lions backfield. So a few waiver bucks on Reynolds this week seems good. All right. And, uh, you know, let, let's get into two uh, running backs here, Andrew. Let's talk about uh, Antonio Gibson of the Washington Commanders, who has the, the role to himself at this point, doesn't seem to be doing all that much with it. And then I did want to ask you a little bit about Ramondre Stevenson. Naturally, the Mac Jones injury is going to affect his fantasy value in some way, I would think. 
Yeah, Antonio Gibson, we've kind of gotten in, in the three games Washington's played the, the good, the bad, and the ugly from Gibson. Basically, when they're winning games, he can rush, he can score touchdowns. Last week, they fell behind, but he still got the rushing touchdown to kind of salvage a week. And then this week, obviously, it was the worst of them. They fell behind. He wasn't involved as a receiver. He played less snaps than J.D. McKissick. So he's a really fragile asset to have right now because we all know Brian Robinson is coming back. So you're, if he's losing that touchdown equity, in an offense that the schedule is going to get tougher as the season progresses, you know, Gibson is someone that if someone's still valuing him pretty highly as a locked and loaded RB1, I'd be definitely trying to move off of him with Ramondre. Ramondre is still screaming by for me because he has the two things that can make up for an offense that has a bad quarterback. He's being used as a receiver and he's explosive. So although the Patriots may not have the opportunity to score as many touchdowns in an offense led by Brian Hoyer, Ramondre Stevenson is the guy that can break one tackle and rip off an ADR touchdown because he's getting the snaps. He's working in more than Damian Harris. Damian Harris got the touchdown, but he was really a non-factor in this last game. So 60% snap share, back-to-back weeks for Stevenson, catching passes out of the back. That's exactly what you want to see. And this is what you need on teams that are bad. You need the receiving back that's explosive, and that's Stevenson. So I still like Stevenson as a buy. Yeah, I, I completely agree with this. Uh, and I would actually think with either Brian Hoyer, uh, with Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zapp under center, it would be Harris who would suffer far more than Stevenson because I, I would not anticipate a lot of goal line opportunities with Brian Hoyer at quarterback for the Patriots and Ramondre. What they've done is they've kind of rotated them drive by drive to begin the game. And then whichever guy is playing better gets more snaps. And Ramondre has done better in pass protection and done better as a pass catcher than Damian Harris, which you would expect. He's just, you know, a little bit more agile back-to-back weeks of 65% of the snaps in the Patriots backfield. And even with Hoyer or Zappi starting, I, I think Ramondre is a buy and a startable running back too in fantasy. All right. And Andrew, let's close it out with one quarterback to discuss. Of course, Trevor Lawrence looks like a, a new man at this point. He's been fantastic for the Jaguars. Jaguars go into Los Angeles. They win that game. He throws a bunch of touchdowns. Is it just, you know, sky the limit from here? Or, I mean, inevitably, Jacksonville has to come down a little bit. I don't, I don't think they're going, you know, 14-3 and three or anything like that. No, but, I mean, right now, I mean, who are you going to bet on to win the AFC South? <laughs> like, like they, they seem like the team that they have a lot of momentum right now. They have a head coach that actually knows what he's doing. He's putting his players in a place to succeed. You know, Christian Kirk, you know, Cliff Kingsbury was never using him the right way. Oh, put him in the slot. Oh, that's what Jacksonville's doing. Oh, what do you know? He's great. He's awesome. He's being super productive. So Trevor Lawrence in my rest of season rank is for quarterback. Like I moved him inside the top 10. Like I'm really excited about what he can do. I'm moving him ahead from some of these veteran guys like Stafford and Brady and Rock. Like all these like dusty veterans that are just not getting it done are underwhelming. I, I want to be part of this Jags passing attack. Their receivers are being productive. He's thrown five touchdowns and zero picks the last two weeks. He had never, he didn't have a stretch like that at all last season so i think we're just seeing what we expected to see last year but the the coaching staff held him back so among this class of quarterbacks from last year that has just been an abomination so far i mean trevor lawrence is is really the bright light that's kind of left standing with the injuries i think that trevor lawrence is the guy all right yeah i think i think trevor lawrence is fantastic i i just i just wanted to make sure that that's officially on the record (laughs) i am i am team trevor lawrence craig (laughs) i am too no doubt always Always thought when he got drafted, he was going to you know, be much better than he's shown. Hey, uh, Andrew, thanks again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it and look forward to catching up with you again next week. Enjoy the game tonight. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Andrew Erickson from Fantasy Pros with us here on the show. Check out their fantastic website for all of your fantasy content, along with Daily Roto, the rest of the season right here 
on Fantasy Sports Today. Coming up next, it's time for some fantasy or reality. Stay on the grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. We're going to get to our fantasy or reality segment coming up in a little bit. But naturally, uh, Davis, a tough weekend for us in college football. My Florida Gators go down. They battled back against Tennessee, but came up short. They did uh, cover the spread, I guess. Uh, but uh, Oklahoma Sooners, I mean, you say at the beginning of the season, once they lose, you're done. I guess you're done. Well, well, I mean, we got the Kansas Jayhawks now, right? 4-0, Jalen Daniels. I mean, Jalen Daniels should completely, I mean, absolutely no excuse for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young to be considered Heisman candidates over him at this point. Now, Kansas will certainly lose a horrible game at some point. You know, they'll they'll lose to Iowa State or something terrible, and then we can realign them. But as of right now, Jalen Daniels should clearly be the Heisman frontrunner. No, no player in college football has meant more to their team, and done more with less than Jalen Daniels. Oklahoma loses a freaking home game to K-State. I understand. Look, Oklahoma losing a road game to Kansas State, whatever. I get it. Manhattan, terrible place to play. You know, they're all, they are always coached very well, yada, yada. Losing a home game, I mean, it is completely inexcusable. They had five false start penalties at home. Have you, I mean, in college, have you ever heard of such a thing? Five false start penalties at home, unbelievable. And and uh, by the way, the Anthony Richardson Hendon Hooker battle between Tennessee and Florida, one of my favorite games I've watched this year. Both and and it's like uh, Richardson is so weird because his passing stats are horrible. He's re- like right. like his completion percentage and everything. Right. But when I watch that guy throw, I'm like, I bet that guy could throw the freaking ball out of the stadium in a tight spiral. I don't understand. Like he like when his mental processing catches up with his arm, I, uh, he looks unreal to me. He looks so good. Yeah, I, I still maintain in the end, at the end of the season, he's going to be one of those combine guys, Davis, that 
You totally. know, he's he's like he's yes. like maybe a late first round, second round pick. He comes out, he's in the combine, and boom, he's Trey Lance. You know, like going in the next year. Well, so, I mean, if Malik Willis, if Malik Willis is a third rounder, I'm penciling exactly. Richardson in for a third rounder. But exactly. uh, but I I will say. I'm super excited to watch Malik Willis play in the NFL at some point, and I'll be sure. the same thing with Richardson, no doubt. Sure. Although, yep, Tennessee wins, though. Got to wait for that for sure. All right, let's hit some fantasy or reality. All right, Davis, I don't know if you caught this at the end of the Miami-Buffalo game yesterday, but former University of Miami quarterback, interestingly enough, Ken Dorsey, uh, who is now the offensive coordinator, I believe, for the Buffalo Bills and was, you know, been a quarter, uh, coordinator around the league for many years. I got to know Ken Dorsey when he was quarterback in Miami. Davis, Ken Dorsey, if you want to take a look at some ridiculous statistics, Google his statistics at the University of Miami at quarterback. So good, it's yes. On unbelievable but again had the world with him the offensive line the receivers all hall of famers for sure uh but gets a little fiery at the beginning of the season he did a press conference he said i'm not a psychopath i'm going to keep things in check but after the game the cbs cameras and i, I want to know what you feel about that too uh showed him just basically blowing up at the end of the play obviously i, I think what he was hoping was mckenzie uh who caught the ball would have went down and then spiked the ball they could have kicked a field goal to win the game i think that's probably why you'll tell me Fantasy reality, you have thrown a fit like Ken Dorsey after losing a game. Uh, not after I, I, the most angry I've ever been. This is so deep in the weeds. The most angry I have ever been about fantasy sports or gambling. This is, this is going, I think this was 2014. Do you remember the Jonas Gray game on Monday night where he scored four touchdowns? So I had Rob Gronkowski in my lineup for the Patriots on all these daily fantasy teams and all these fantasy leagues, and they kept getting down to the five-yard line, and they just kept handing the ball to Jonas Gray, and he would just waltz right into the end zone. And I'm like, guys, we got to get Gronk a touchdown. That, and I, I still remember it because I was so upset and so angry about it, easily the most mad I've ever been in, uh, in for fantasy sports. But, like, a huge I'm I and I am super competitive so like I will get a bad attitude if I'm playing you know pick up basketball right. or something and and like we're getting like we're getting our butts kicked like I will I will be mad like it will totally alter and influence my mood because that's just the type of person I am but not I, I'm more of like a silent anger guy like uh, like more of a steamer than uh than an outward fit thrower so I got I gotta say fantasy yeah, I will say fantasy too. Uh, you know, the closest I would say with this would have been Little League, but I, I think I kind of know my role with that, and I hate to see that, and I've always stopped short. I've been upset, but come on, never never to that degree. And as an adult, that, and now maybe when I was younger, maybe something happened that I just am not, it's not like coming to me today here on the show, but Dorsey just went off uh, yesterday. He was so maybe. mad. Yeah, like, I'm, do you think it was about that play? Is that, you think that's what it was, is that he didn't get down and, and spike, right? Is that, honestly, like honestly, to me, I think it was just the, the combined frustration of running all these plays on offense and just being so close. I mean, to run 91 plays in an NFL game and what would they get, the 19 points was it in the end? I mean, to be at that spot, to have ran all those plays and to come up with 19 points. Like I feel, and like his players are, are like guys kept having to get IVs. Yeah, Diggs was crazy. dehydrated. Like 
like he had to have just been so mad. Like I, I actually get it. I'm, I definitely am not one of these people coming to crucify him this morning. I get it. Cause I would be super frustrated in that spot too. Like football is an emotional game. I, I never get mad at sports players for being emotional. Now being violent, different thing. You know, if you like, like the, the, the bills offensive tackle who like slapped a coach last week, no, no room for that. But I'm never mad at these guys for like getting emotional about the result of a game. Yeah, I think Dorsey probably going to coach his way into a, a, a head coaching job eventually in the NFL. But uh, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, Willis McGahey, Davis, Clinton Portis, Frank Gore, Jeremy Shockey, Kellen Winslow, Bryant McKinney. Like this guy had everybody at his disposal for four years. It was Santana Moss. It was incredible, the talent that Miami had. And Dorsey just would drop back. Davis, nobody would touch this guy. And he's just like, mm, you know, just looking around and throw it for touchdown. Incredible years for the University of Miami at that time. Uh, all right, congrats to the Cleveland Guardians, Davis. They're in the postseason. Uh, you know, a lot of people had the White Sox at the beginning of the season. Then it looked like the Twins maybe were going to be that team. Nobody really wanted to believe that Cleveland would make the postseason. And, and you know, with the they basically shedded the salary again in the offseason. I think they have the lowest payroll, if I'm not mistaken, in Major League Baseball, or at least the American League. And, and they're back in. They got some pitching. They got Jose Ramirez. They got some nice young players, too. This kid, Stephen Kwan's had a nice uh, year for them also. Fantasy reality, though, Davis, uh, the Cleveland Guardians will add a significant piece this offseason to go along with this very surprising division-winning team that they've assembled. You already know the answer to this question. Not a chance, right? No no way are they spending money. No way are the Cleveland Guardians getting in on the sweepstakes to land one of these young pitchers. You know, we're not going to hear a, a John Heyman report that, oh, actually, the Cleveland Guardians are are extending Aaron Judge a massive 15-year, right. you know, half a billion dollars. Like, it's not happening. And, uh, I mean, it, it's, it sucks, right? Like, like we just, uh, we, we just live in this world where – some of these teams don't want to win or, or it's not even actually that the guardians didn't want to win. They just didn't want to spend on a winner and uh, nothing about that is going to change in the next six months. They, you know, maybe they'll add, uh, you know, some, some lefty hitting shortstop or something. I don't know, but they're no, they're not, they're not spending a bunch of money this off season. No way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you're successful like this with a very low payroll, the odds are, as Davis mentioned, very unlikely that Cleveland all of a sudden is going to j- uh, jump into the Trey Turner market or Aaron Judge market, or someone along those lines. Now, could they get a little better by getting more bullpen or adding one offensive piece on a two-year deal or one-year deal? Absolutely, I think that that is the case. But, yeah, nah, Cleveland is, yeah, after winning the division with a payroll under $50 million, you think that they're really going to jump back in there and do this again and spend 100 No, I don't think that is the case. By the way, congrats to them. What an unbelievable organization. Fighting against teams like the White Sox with a $150, $200 million payroll and beating them out. So great job by Cleveland. Congrats to them for sure. All right. We found out a little more about the Super Bowl halftime show this weekend, Davis. I believe we, I, I thought somewhere I saw last week that and we even did it on, on the Newswire show that, uh, that Taylor Swift was going to be involved in this. But now uh, Rihanna is also involved in the halftime show presented by Apple. Uh, Rihanna, Fantasy Reality Davis, is a good choice for the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, yeah, reality. I mean, it's like, it's like, what do you want for uh, a good Super Bowl halftime show? Uh, the number one thing would be, uh, don't just make it for the olds. So don't have like Don Henley doing the halftime show. Um, you know, don't have, uh, you know, Bon Jovi doing the halftime show. Like have someone under the age of 40, at least. Uh, I also think it's nice when they add in 
you know, someone that will be a big draw for female viewership because uh, there are lots of gals who the the Super Bowl, I mean, and honestly, a lot of men who it's like the only football game they're going to watch all year are is 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 the Super Bowl. So like have someone who's just culturally relevant. Now, uh, I totally would have preferred Taylor Swift. I'm I, uh, I'm a noted Taylor Swift maxi here on the program. Like, how have they not set this up? How is she is like like her or not, love her, hate her, whatever? And people have such strong opinions about her. Um, like we got like, and apparently Brett is saying she turned it down. Which uh, I mean, I guess I don't know. Whatever that that also seems annoying. But like, she is the most culturally relevant musical artist of my generation. Like, she's got to do one. Super Bowl halftime show. It's got to happen. But Rihanna, great choice. I mean, totally. Like, I, I'm, I'm thumbs up with her, too. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say reality as well. But as far as, like, what we're headed for here with the Super Bowl halftime shows, I personally don't really remember a lot over the last 20 years. Like, they just sort of come and go. It feels like an episode of a show that I watch once and never watch again. But I think that last year's show, Davis, is going to resonate a long time with me, with Dr. Dre and Eminem and Snoop Dogg. Like, I, I thought that one was, you know, sort of at the top as ones that I would remember. So that's the unfortunate part for Rihanna is having to walk into that, I think, uh, because last year's show I, I personally thought was really good. Um, I don't know, Davis, wh- where was that one for you? Like, I remember a lot of past shows, too, with, like, Katy Perry and the Black Eyed Peas and just coming away like, ah. Eh, no big deal. Uh, the Katy Perry one, I everyone remembers because of the shark. Um, I like the I like the Travis Scott one, uh, which I I think was the same year. If I'm remembering, I think maybe or I don't remember. Uh, last year's was good, but I mean, you and Craig, you're not going to want to hear this, but you you run into the same problem with last year's show that you do in general, which is it's for an older audience. But the the kids do not care about Dr. Dre. They the the kids Shame. truly do not care. They do not care about Dr. Dre. They do not if they if they know Snoop Dogg, they know him from like memes. Like they know him for like know him as like he's friends with Martha Stewart. Um, yeah, so it's like it's like and it was good. I mean, make no mistake, it was good. But same, like probably the halftime show that was most for the kids was the COVID year when they had the weekend do it the 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 Tampa mm-hmm. Bay one. That was probably like the most like for the young people one. Fair enough. All right. Well, the Super Bowl halftime show rolls on and uh, courtesy of Apple this year, for sure. Uh, Okay, coming up next is time for the Sports Grid 60. And then we turn it over to Kevin and Donnie for the early line. And then I'll be right back with you here for another edition of Newswire coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern. So stay on the grid for that. Uh, Also, in addition to that, want to remind you that David and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern talking fantasy football with you. So those of you who are playing in a fantasy football league, maybe this is your first time watching the show, tune in to us. We'll help you get through your season and your league before the end of the year. Stay on the grid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. We've got Newswire coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern. A lot of interesting topics as we recap Week 3 of the NFL and preview tonight. But first, let's kick it over to Davis with today's Sports Grid 60. So the Chiefs lose yesterday, the Chargers lose yesterday, go to one and two, the Broncos win in possibly the least convincing fashion I have ever seen a team win a game, 11 to 10, 11 to 10 in an NFL game. The Raiders lose to the lowly Tennessee Titans. This, uh, this AFC West, you know, we were saying, oh, the best division of all time. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, they're all great. They're all MVP kit. No. Not so much. Not uh, not as Lee Corso would say. Not so fast, my friend. I think um, all these teams have different roster problems that are uh, you know impacting final scores in uh, in different ways, and it'll be it'll be fascinating to see how much um, how much you know they're able to figure things out or not figure things out over the course of the season. All right. Well, one topic that we will no longer be discussing anymore here on the show. And it's kind of sad that it's going away because it gave us a topic to just be angry about, which is the Pro Bowl. According to the Associated Press, the Pro Bowl is no more. It simply will just become a skills competition moving forward. And the only reason why the Pro Bowl will be missed is because it ate up about five to ten minutes of content on shows like this across the country every year when the Pro Bowl happened just to say, why is there still a Pro Bowl? Why are we watching the Pro Bowl? Why are we betting on the Pro Bowl? Uh, so now that's gone. So that's the part that we'll miss are those five minutes of complaining about how bad the Pro Bowl has been. But other than that, it doesn't really matter. So today will be our final day to say farewell to it. I'll discuss that coming up 2 o'clock Eastern on Newswire. That'll do it for the show today. Thanks to our friends, of course, at LTN, our fantastic graphics department, and, of course, our outstanding producer, Brett Levy. For Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. I hope you enjoy the early line. It's coming up next. And hope you have a great day. If you're leaving us for the day here on SportsGrid, tune in tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern as we'll take a look at the waiver wire in fantasy football. Don't go away. See ya. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.